Chapter 11. Welcome to Warlocks and Workouts. In the last chapter, you barely survived a long fall and worked your way through old tunnels where you found a pair of gloves. You discovered a chamber where goblins were moving huge bones in carts. The goblins tried to seal you in, but you narrowly escaped by climbing over a gate just before it slammed shut. Now you're standing atop a wooden scaffold hanging from the ceiling of a long underground tunnel. You can barely make out lanterns moving back and forth at the far end of the tunnel through all the dust kicked up by the gate slamming shut. One of those lanterns seems to be approaching. You prepare to begin jumping jacks to clear the dust in three, two, one, go. You begin jumping jacks to clear away the dust and give you a better view of the tunnel from high up on the scaffold. One, two, one, two. The tunnel is tall and just wide enough for a single mining cart to pass through. There's one such cart below you, waiting to be hauled the 50 yards or so through the tunnel and out into a big chamber. It looks like a storage area with more scaffolding around the edges, and wooden crates and barrels scattered across the dimly lit room. The closest ladder down from the scaffolding is near the opening into that large chamber. The jagged rocky ceiling between you and the ladder means you'll have to crawl to get there. You prepare to perform a bear crawl in three, two, one, go. You begin a careful bear crawl forward along the scaffolding, moving under the first stalactite. One and two. One and two. As you approach the light, you get a better view of the room at the end of the tunnel. Two goblins are working in the room, with lanterns hung on their belts and shovels clutched in their pointy fingers. Ten seconds. A third goblin is walking down the tunnel towards you, attracted by the sound of thumping on the gate. Three, two, one, break. You drop to your knees and rest as the goblin wanders under you toward the massive closed gate and the muffled banging. You're high up enough in the scaffolding that you're pretty sure it can't see you. It kicks a stray rock at the gate and yells something guttural. There's more banging, but the goblin ignores the noise, turning back to face its two buddies in the chamber. You prepare to resume bear crawls while the goblin is distracted. Three, two, one, go. You resume crawling along the scaffold, keeping your back straight and your hands under your shoulders. One and two. One and two. The rock-kicking goblin begins heading back towards the light, away from the banging gate and cart. You keep pace with the goblin, looking down at it from above like you're stalking a mark from the rooftops. A piece of wood bows below your hands as you pass, and the scaffold lets out a deep creak. Below, the goblin's head swivels toward you suspiciously. Three, two, one, break. You take a drink as the goblin raises its head and squints up into the dark. It calls out to its buddies, but they just sneer and ignore it. The goblin makes a rude gesture, then jogs towards the ladder about 20 yards ahead and begins climbing up toward you. The ladder is so tall that you figure you can ambush the goblin just as it reaches the top. You prepare to bear crawl along the scaffolding and intercept the goblin in two, one, go. You resume your bear crawl. One and two. One and two. You're only 15 yards from the ladder now, and the goblin's halfway to the top. It still hasn't seen you. If you can time it just right, you should be able to grab the goblin just as it reaches the scaffolding. 10 seconds. You're just feet away as the goblin reaches the top of the ladder. As it hauls itself up, you prepare to subdue it by switching to a low plank. Three, two, one, go. 
You hold the goblin down in a low plank with your weight on your forearms. It kicks and scratches, but you squeeze tight, covering its mouth with one hand so the other goblins aren't alerted. With your free hand, you pinch the nerve in its neck. Fifteen seconds. You hold your plank tight, and the goblin's struggles begin to slow. It kicks weakly, its heels thumping on the scaffolding as its eyelids begin to droop. The goblin goes limp in three, two, one, break. You roll the snoring goblin aside. You're at the mouth of the storage chamber now, where the two other goblins are struggling with a rusted metal lever beside another large tunnel. One goblin is wearing a huge helmet, while the other wears oversized mining goggles. The lever finally clunks into place, and a heavy steel gate rises from a trench in the floor. It rumbles to a red line in the wall a third of the way to the ceiling. You prepare to use ladder climbs to descend in two, one, go. You ladder climb down, one, two, one, two. As you descend, you take the opportunity to map out the room. It's crowded with crates and barrels. Some crates have been busted open, revealing piles of straw and half-drunk jugs of beer. You spot a polished brass lever halfway between the ladder and the gate, and a battered wooden lever at the base of the ladder. One of the goblins turns and heads toward the tunnel entrance. You pause in three, two, one, break. You take a drink as the goblin approaches. Its huge, badly fitted helmet falls over its eyes, and it doesn't see you as it kicks the wooden lever near the bottom of the ladder. Stones fall from the ceiling as the gate rumbles and rises. One stone bounces off the goblin's helmet, and its goggle-wearing companion laughs. The helmeted goblin walks away, ducking more stones as the gate creeps to a line about two-thirds of the way up. You prepare to resume ladder climbs in three, two, one, go. You descend using ladder climbs. One, two, one, two. The goblins have their backs to you, now working together to shift the brass lever and close the gate completely. It creaks and groans as they spit and yell, but the lever slowly relents and the gate edges upward with another earth-shaking rumble. 10 seconds. You're almost at the bottom now and saying silent thanks to Toro, the god of thieves, for not being spotted in such an exposed location. Three, two, one, break. Your feet touch the floor just as the rising gate slams to a stop. The boom sends stones raining down from the ceiling, assaulting you from above and smashing into the ladder you just left. The rickety ladder cracks and collapses into the chamber. The goblins whirl at the noise and see you. The helmeted goblin shrieks and leaps before you can run away, knocking you to the ground. You prepare to perform punch crunches to shake it loose in three, two, one, go. You punch out from your crunches, twisting your torso with each attack. One, two, one, two. The helmeted goblin straddles your stomach, screeching and swiping its long claws at your face. A good hit thunks against the side of its helmet. 15 seconds. You keep attacking and smack it hard in the nose. The helmet rolls back. The second goggle-wearing goblin rushes at you, a shovel raised overhead. You prepare to stand up and switch into standing punches in three, two, one, go. You reach up and begin fast punches as the goggled goblin charges at you, wildly swinging a shovel. One, two, one, two. The shovel whistles past your head and the goblin almost loses its grip. You punch it between the eyes, hearing the crunch of a goggle lens cracking against your clenched fist. 10 seconds. You press the advantage and punch faster. One good hit to the jaw and the goblin staggers back, 
tripping over its companion and landing in a heap. Three, two, one, break. You catch your breath. The two goblins are tangled together on the ground. The helmeted one tries to stand, using the shovel as a crutch. It takes a swing at you and misses completely, smashing its companion in the head and cracking the second goggle lens. The helmeted goblin screeches in rage, hurling the bent shovel aside before leaping on top of you and knocking you to the floor. You prepare to resume crunch punches in three, two, one, go. You keep your cool, holding a steady rhythm and tensing your core as you crunch punch. One, two, one, two. Your fists bounce off the goblin's helmet, then hit air as it dodges and weaves on top of you. 15 seconds. The goblin's wild flailing gets more uncoordinated with each punch you land. It swipes at your throat and you block it. One last flurry of attacks and you throw the goblin off. You prepare to stand and switch into punches in three, two, one, go. The goblin's on its feet already, slashing at you with dirty claws. You fend it off with fast punches. One, two, one, two. The goblin's beady little eyes gleam under its helmet. It ducks and dodges, but you're faster on your feet, and your attacks press it back towards the brass lever in the center of the room. Ten seconds. You break through the goblin's guard and punch it in the jaw. It yelps and falls backwards to the rocky floor. Three, two, one, break. You take a quick drink as the helmeted goblin rolls back and forth, cursing and holding its head. You spin around, expecting to see the goblin and the busted goggles rushing you, but it's vanished. The only thing left behind is a bent shovel, rocking slightly. Where did that little monster go? Suddenly, like a spring, the helmeted goblin leaps up and jumps at you, bearing you to the floor. You prepare to resume crunch punches in three, two, one, go. The helmeted goblin sits on your stomach, swiping for your eyes with its sharpened claws. Your crunch punches are all that's keeping it at bay. One, two, one, two. You hit it in the nose, but it shrugs off the blow. Another lucky punch cracks the goblin in the jaw, but it still won't go down. You see light gleam on cracked lenses at the far end of the chamber. The second goblin is returning, and it has something in its hands. Three, two, one, break. A crossbow bolt whistles out of the dark. It hits the goblin straddling you right in the helmet, and the goblin slides to the floor, snoring. The goblin steps out from a shadowy corner, squinting through spider-webbed lenses as it fumbles its crossbow. As it pulls the string back, the device breaks in half, and the bolt flies backwards, skimming the goblin's ear. The goblin screeches and charges at you, broken crossbow raised. You jump up and prepare for straight punches in three, two, one, go. The goblin swings the crossbow stump at you and you dodge the attack and counter. It flails at your chest, landing a few hits, but you shrug it off. One, two, one, two. The goblin's swings are slowing. Its breath sounds ragged as it tries to go for your knees. You land a hit in the ribs and it stumbles for a moment. Then it crouches and springs at you, arms pinwheeling. You keep punching out in a wall of fists. Three, two, one, break. The goblin slides around your last punch, grabs you around the legs, and pulls you to the floor. You prepare to resume crunch punches in three, two, one, go. The goblin swings wildly, teeth bared and claws zipping past your head. You keep it back with rapid crunch punches. One, two, one, two. Its attacks are manic. Sharp claws slice past your ear and gouge pebbles from the stone floor. 
its swings go wide and leaves an opening for you to punch upward into its stomach. Ten seconds. It wheezes, tips and sways, then reels backwards. You prepare to jump up and switch into straight punches in three, two, one, go. Just as the goblin springs away, you're up and punching. It backs up slowly, trying to get you to overreach. You punch out, hard and fast. One, two, one, two. Twenty seconds. You and the goblin dance around the stone floor, trading blows, the snores of its helmeted buddy echoing around the cavern. At last, the goblin makes a final gambit, screeching and leaping directly at you. As it rushes toward you, you unleash a flurry of punches and connect hard with the goblin's jaw. Three, two, one, break. The goblin drops to the floor, snoring. You poke it with the toe of your boot, but it's well and truly out cold. You catch your breath and take a drink of water, relaxing your arms and legs and shaking off the dirt and pebbles in your clothes and hair. Back down the tunnel, you hear more muffled thumping. Your eyes drift around the room to the gate and the three levers which control it. It looks like this is the only way through. If you've got this right, you'll need to activate all three to get it completely open. You head to the nearest lever and test the brass handle. It doesn't move. You pull down on the handle a little harder and feel the gears budge slightly. This is going to take some effort. You grip the handle and prepare to begin sumo squats with a wide stance and toes pointed out to pull the lever down. Three, two, one, go. You go into a deep sumo squat, get a good grip on the lever, and jerk the metal down with each squat. One, and two. One, and two. With each wide squat, the lever shifts a few inches, followed by the massive gate. You keep your back straight and your core tight and continue. 20 seconds. You can feel mechanisms clunking. Something rattles under your feet, like hidden devices are sliding into place. The cavern rumbles and more dirt tinkles down from the ceiling, until at last, the lever clunks and the gate moves down to the two-thirds mark on the wall. Three, two, one, break. You catch your breath and watch the gate shudder to a stop at the two-third mark. You decide to leave the rusted lever next to the gate for last and head back across the chamber to the wooden lever near the scaffolding. The lever's mechanism are jammed up with all the dirt and pebbles. You clean out what you can from the mechanism. Then you grab hold of the handle and prepare to use sumo squats to jerk it down. Three, two, one, go. You perform deep sumo squats, jerking the lever down with each movement. One, and two. One, and two. Your gloves help you keep a solid grip and your boots dig into the rock floor, ensuring your feet won't slip. Unsurprisingly, the lever resists. You can feel the old mechanisms grinding together with dirt. Gears in the floor clunk in protest. You take steady breaths, keeping your rhythm. 20 seconds. The lever moves an inch and the door begins to rumble. One, and two. Sweat beads on your forehead. Another inch, step by step, you're getting there. Dirt and rocks begin pattering down on you again. Five, four, three, two, one, break. The gate drops down, thumping to a stop at the one-third marker. You can see beyond the gate now into a large stone coliseum. Wide stone pillars around the perimeter rise up and out of sight, 
and huge minecarts against the Colosseum walls are lit from above by long beams of orange light. You head to the final rusted lever beside the gate, grip hold of the corroded handle, and prepare to use sumo squats. Three, two, one, go. You get a good grip on the lever and pull it down with every squat. One, and two. One, and two. It moves an inch, and the massive steel gate shifts a little lower. The gears groan, resisting your efforts. The only other sound as you shove the lever is your own breathing. You gaze out beyond the gate. There's something white in the center of the Colosseum, but you can't make out what it is yet. 20 seconds. You keep your breathing steady and your core tight. One and two. One and two. The lever drops another few inches. It's almost there. A few more squats. Three, two, one, and break. The gate drops into the trench. You take a drink and step into the Colosseum. In the center of the massive circular arena, bathed in orange light, is a snake skull as tall as three grown men. From a massive hole in the ceiling far above, mammoth chains drop all the way to the floor, winding around the skull. Around the walls are four tall marble pillars, each angled outwards to brace the walls. You hear footsteps crunch on gravel. Then the muscular warlock steps out from between the fangs of the giant skull. His bald head shines in the light and the runes along his rippling biceps glow. His whip blade drags behind him, leaving tracks in the dirt. Nobody steals from me, Heave growls. The gate rumbles shut behind you as the warlock swings his whip blade in wide circles. The blade smashes into the pillar beside you and Marvel shatters with a boom. You scramble behind the pillar and prepare to hide using a wall sit in three, two, one, go. You put your back flat to the pillar and drop to a wall sit, keeping your core tight and your legs bent at 90 degrees. The warlock's deep laughter echoes around the Colosseum. <laughs> Hiding already? I'm not surprised. Once a coward, always a coward. Blows from the blade hammer the massive pillar and chunks of stone fly past your head. 25 seconds. Cracks spiderweb through the stone as the warlock carves the pillar apart. His voice punctuates each massive strike. I crash want crash that crash gem scale crash you hear the pillar groan slabs of marble smash to the floor as the pillar begins to collapse three two one break the pillar collapses onto the warlock with a thump sending cracks along the floor and up the walls you hear a low laugh and the warlock explodes out of the debris hurling shattered marble aside. He immediately begins swinging his whip blade in a wide circle over his head. You spot another pillar about 20 yards away to your left. As the blade arcs toward you, you prepare to drop to the floor and avoid the blade using burpees. Three, two, one, go. You move to burpees. One and two. One and two. You drop as the blade whistles above your head then jump up just as it skims along the rocky floor. Sparks fly beneath your feet. With each jump, you move closer to the pillar. 15 seconds. 
The warlock's whip blade whizzes past in an audible scream. The pillar is only a few steps away. You complete your final burpees and prepare to switch to a wall sit behind the pillar in three, two, one, go. You drop into a wall sit, narrowly avoiding another swing of the blade. The warlock roars and his whip blade smashes against the pillar, carving out a chunk of marble right next to your head. You press your back hard against the stone with your knees and hips at 90 degrees. 25 seconds. Pieces of rock spray past you. You feel the vibration of each impact through your shoulder blades. You hear marble creaking and the pillar begins to tip. You press your back harder against it, keeping your core and thighs tense. The pillar cracks as the blade strikes it once more and it groans, toppling towards the warlock. Three, two, one, break. You stand and take a drink of water as the second pillar crashes down onto both the warlock and the giant skull, sending up a fountain of debris. As the dust settles, you see Heave kneeling beneath another pile of stone. With a grunt, he stands and hurls the rocks aside. <sighs> That's all you've got, he shouts, whirling his whip blade overhead. Come at me! The blade hums through the air. You eye the next pillar just 20 yards away and prepare to resume burpees in three, two, one, go. You dive towards the pillar using burpees. One and two, one and two. The blade whips past, slicing the air at chest height before skimming the ground right where your boots would be. You dodge each alternating attack by inches. 15 seconds. Sparks jump across the Colosseum and bounce off the giant snake skull. Just a few more burpees will get you to the next towering stone pillar. You prepare to rush behind the pillar and switch to a wall sit in three, two, one, go. You press your back to the pillar and slide down into a wall sit, keeping your thighs and core tense just as the warlock starts hammering on the third pillar. You can't run from me. Show your face, you thief. The blades slice the pillar apart. Rock chips sting your cheeks. You push harder as you feel the pillar wobbling. 20 seconds. I'll cut you in half. The blades carve straight through a section of marble and you feel the pillar tip further. You press all your weight against it and feel the stone give way. A long shadow stretches across the warlock as the pillar tips towards him. Three, two, one, break. Another crash echoes around the Colosseum as thousands of pounds of rock hammer the warlock. As the dust clears, you see him holding a section of pillar in each hand. A single drop of blood runs down Heave's nose. Look what you've done, he roars, hurling the slabs into the walls. The impact sends more cracks radiating around the Colosseum. Heave whirls his whip blades overhead. You set your sights on the next pillar and prepare to resume burpees in three, two, one, go. You drop into burpees just as the whip blade whistles toward you. One and two. One and two. The warlock spins his weapon faster and faster, his face red with fury. Now I'm angry, he roars. You drop low as the tip of the blade rockets overhead, humming through the air. The warlock swings wildly, not caring whether he hits you, the pillars, or even the giant snake skull. You're almost at the pillar. You switch to a wall sit in three, two, one, go. The warlock roars as you slide down into a wall sit. 
Heave's attacks are wild and indiscriminate. You hear a series of booms as his whip blade wreaks chaos through the Colosseum. Sections of wall explode with each impact, and the giant chains wrapped around the snake's skull ring like gongs as the blade carves through them. 25 seconds. The pillar you're hiding behind begins to tip towards the center of the room, taking a section of the roof above you with it. You hear a concussive crack, and the walls and ceiling on all sides begin to collapse too. 15 seconds. I'll end you, you thief! Even as the room rains down around him, the warlock keeps attacking. His rooms are incandescent as the pillar finally collapses onto him. Three, two, one, break. The crash of falling stone echoes around the room. You step out from behind what remains of the pillar. You see the chains that were once attached to the snake skull have split. Now they're slowly raising into the ceiling like they're being pulled upwards by counterweights. You know this is your only chance to get out of here, and you prepare to sprint in three, two, one, go! You sprint towards the center of the room. One, two, one, two! There's no sign of the warlock. He's been buried along with the giant snake skull between a two-story pile of shattered marble. Fifteen seconds. The long chains rattle and clank as they're pulled upward toward the light. You could reach them if you could climb to the top of that mountain of debris. You prepare to switch to high knees in three, two, one, go. You rush up the side of the debris pile, keeping your knees high so you don't get caught up in piles of broken stone. One, two, one, two. Dust rises in thick, choking clouds as the walls continue to collapse inwards. 15 seconds. The chains are accelerating and you can hear a counterweight whistling down the shaft toward you. There isn't much chain left to grab. Just as the last iron links leave the ground, you reach up. Three, two, one, done. You get a solid hold of the final segment of chain just in time. It lifts you into the air, swinging wildly like a crazy pendulum. As the chain whips back and forth, you see there's a chunk of marble jammed through one of the final links. You rest your feet on the small section of rock and grab the chain tight with one hand, looking upward toward the light. You check your pouch with your free hand. You've got three gem scales now, but there's no telling what waits for you above. End of chapter 11. Hi, Adam here. Thanks for listening to this chapter. If you like it, we'd really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend or gave us a rating. Join us on our Discord at warlocksandworkouts.com discord or unlock all chapters and new stuff by becoming a patron at warlocksandworkouts.com patreon. Narration by Joshua Alt and authoring help by Christopher Ruz. Thanks, and see you next time.